When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That open was so dirty, so dirty of James Steele. He's so tickled (laughs) by his work right now. He's cracking up. He's loving the work of him and his team back there putting that open together. And he had it prepared. And and so, you know, for like the last hour preparing for the show, I was like, oh, I can't wait to see the look on their face when I play this. (laughs) To be fair, I apologized in advance because I knew what I was doing to you. Ten seconds before the show. Ten seconds. you, Literally in my ear, James goes, I apologize in advance for the open. And it's like, oh, what? And then, bam, it hits me. And there we go. That's really and, good. Come on. Uh, yeah, good. really good is overstating it. That was the words of me and Jonathan Zaslow, who is back in Ian's chair tonight. Amber and Ian is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. And Zaslow, for those of you who don't know, is 305 till he dies. Yeah. Now, he lives in the 954. That's nobody's business, Zaz. Okay, we don't well, have to I'm go there. I'm skipping a jump away. My cell phone is still 305. My, I'm also 305 until I die, even though my cell phone's 954. Also nobody's business. We don't have to go there. The point is that we both rep Miami and we rep Miami hard, and we sounded big wrong on that open. And we were, in fact, big wrong because like everybody else in Miami, we thought Damian Lillard was going to end up being a member of the Miami Heat. Now, the one thing I will not walk back is I said that it felt like the reports were coming from the Blazers, and I do think the Blazers did a lot of that this summer, and also it was highly effective. So it worked, right? I mean, it worked. They got another team involved, maybe several other teams because it seemed like the Raptors were involved as well, and they did conjure up that interest, and they took that interest seriously. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that I agree with all of what you just said, all right? As far as how Milwaukee got involved, you remember out of nowhere, it was like three or four weeks ago, Giannis came out and was like, I'm not signing any extension right now. I got to see that the Milwaukee Bucks are on the same page as me. Everybody, not just me, have to be sacrificing. And if I don't, I can't be talking about game six forever and that he's referencing 2021 game six. He had the 50 points. They won the game and they won the series in Phoenix. I can't be talking about only that. I need new memories. I always thought that was a good thing for Milwaukee Bucks fans. I thought there was no way that they're le- that he- that they're going to move him or that he's going to leave because this puts him on note on the- puts them on notice. He's doing the Bucks a favor in that spot, and I think the Milwaukee Bucks they hear those comments from Giannis and they're like, "Yo, let's give Portland a call. Let's see if we could work out a trade here." Because yes, Damian Lillard said he would only go play for Miami, but Damian Lillard also said, "I want to win." And if we trade for Damian Lillard and we're the number one seed in the East last year, and now you're coming over to play with arguably the best player in the league, you're going to tell everyone that you're not coming to play with us? You said winning's the most important thing. It'd be a terrible look. So they're willing to go take a gamble. And the gamble worked for Milwaukee because predictably, Dame's pretty happy with the trade. 
Well, it also was the only place he was going to end up, right? Outside of Toronto. Like, it seems like it was going to be Toronto or Milwaukee. And if you were Dame, where would you rather go? Just from an opportunity-to-win perspective, like you just said. The Raptors never really made sense because they're not a win-now proposition. And Stay in Portland! Right. Well, he tried to do that. That's what we yeah. learned today. So there's been a lot of things that we've learned here over the last 72 hours since this trade. Now, Joe Cronin, he's up to no good. He's up to no good because he never had any... I mean, he never had any intention of training Damian Lillard to Miami Heat. Nope. The second Damian Lillard said, it's Miami and only Miami, Joe Cronin said, not a buddy. You're under contract. I'm going to do what I want to do. And yes, he still sends him to a championship team, of course. But at the same time, it's not Miami. So for Joe Cronin, it became any deal that's not Miami. Not the best deal, but yep. the best deal that's not the Miami Heat. That because yep. that, That's obvious. The other reason Joe Cronin's up to no good is because he traded Damian Lillard on Wednesday. And he knew <laughs> that I wasn't here on Wednesday, okay? He knew that I couldn't be here on Thursday either. So Joe Cronin knew that. And then you know what this scoundrel did, Zaslow? Yeah, what'd he do? He, he tried to take my voice yesterday. He tried to take it from me, my voice. I woke up this morning. I hardly had a voice this morning. So that'd be the Cronin. whole week you can't talk about it, and then the news yes. cycle's over. Exactly. He's trying to silence Miami. He's trying to silence me. Yeah, I'm not I'm not happy with that Joe Cronin. I'm I'm so annoyed with this whole situation. Now look, it's not like it's the Heat franchise's birthright to be able to be in on every single trade. Uh, I mean we're in on every trade. We are in on every trade. We've whiffed on a lot of them lately. We're in on every trade. It's not their birthright to be allowed to make every trade, but I th- you know, while you have some players out, I mean, James Harden the other day was out in the club. It may have been down here because Harden was here a couple nights ago at the Inter-Miami-Houston Dynamo game because yes. he's a part owner of Houston Dynamo. So it may have been here. I don't know if you know, Harden likes the club scene, all right? So at the club the other day, there were women who were holding up signs saying Daryl Morey is a liar in the <laughs> club with the bottle service walking by, you know? So... There's that player who can behave that way. And Damian Lillard, there was a miscalculation, I believe, Amber, on his and his agent's parts where I really believe that the fact that they came out and said Miami and only Miami, Joe Cronin got all up in his feelings. He felt he was backed in a corner and he was going to chew his way out. All right. And the only way he was going to chew his way out was by taking it personal, and not even engaging the Miami Heat. So it wasn't about best offer. It was about not Miami, and that's what ended up happening. So I I think it was a major miscalculation. Now, look, it's not exactly like they punished Damian Lillard. They sent him to the team that now is the odds-on favorite to win the championship. It's not a punishment. Still still not where he wanted to be, though. Still not where he wanted to be. Everybody's been in my mentions here. Right. Over the last couple of days, they're going crazy with that. Like, oh, we did. The consensus is that the Blazers did him some big favor by sending him to Milwaukee. He didn't want, like, he did not want to. It wasn't like he originally came out and said, well, Miami or Milwaukee or Phoenix or, you know, whatever championship contenders you want to throw out there. It was just Miami. So I, I'm not saying that that was the decision that I would have made. But that was what Damian Lillard wanted. I mean, frankly, it would have been the decision I wanted to make. I think <laughs> it was a miscalculation the way but they yes. handled it. Well, so, you know, it, it, it makes you wonder if he had given Joe Cronin more options, even if, even if it had been that option. Like, I will consider Milwaukee or Miami. Then would Joe Cronin have been willing to send him to Miami? Because 
with the reporting from the athletic, I think the maybe. Miami deal was better. If that reporting's accurate, the Miami deal was better, period. Yep. Yep. I agree. Full stop. I, I think, like, like you should have come out with a, a, a list of, like, two or three teams, but then real quietly, you whisper into Joe Cronin's ear, hey, listen, I did that just so you don't lose your leverage. I only want to go to Miami, but I'm doing you a solid here by naming other teams, but I really only want to go to Miami, so can you please do that? But because they felt like they were backed in a corner, and by the way, don't look past this, Amber, that player empowerment has been a really big deal in the NBA for the last few years. And I think these teams are tired of it. And the Blazers decided, yeah, you know what? We're going to take a little bit of a stand here. You didn't even give us a list of teams. You're telling us one team? No, we're not doing it. We're going to send you to wherever else I can get the best deal. I think that played a part too. I think teams in this league are tired of the player being under contract and thinking that they're not under contract. I think that the Blazers have an advantage there, too, where they're not a big free agent destination. So they're not burning the bridge, right, in that respect. Let's be honest. They know that it's not really going to cost them. Some of these other franchises are in a very different situation. So how they handle things moving forward, they're a little bit more worried about that. We still want to be able to attract big names after this. We don't want to act like we're never going to give in to your desires if you're super loyal to us for over a decade, like Damian Lillard was. The Blazers were in an in unusual situation when it comes to that, but they did not get the best deal. So the, the parade from the Blazers fan, because the Blazers fan was just so darn happy that Damian Lillard did not end up. The dude who'd been everything to your franchise, arguably the best player in your entire franchise's history, you're so happy that he didn't get what he wants. I don't really understand that. There's an interesting component of this where the Milwaukee Bucks just became a super team and everybody's applauding it, which isn't normally how it goes when super teams come together. Well, can I tell you what I think that what what I think the has happened there? I think the two stars there, Giannis and Lillard, they're really likable and they're really loyal to their team. Like they have this reputation as being really good dudes and really loyal. And fans like that stuff. And media, for the most part, like that stuff. And I think that plays a major role in how we've reacted to Lillard now joining Milwaukee as opposed to other huge players over the last 5-10 years when they've switched to a, you know, quote-unquote super team. I think the perception of these guys plays a big role there, Amber. People like those dudes, and they come off as really likable guys. If they were in the Miami Heat jersey, everybody would hate them. Be a part of Amber and Ian Nation on the Dr. Pepper call and line call us at 888-ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian with Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian tonight. Two 305ers on ESPN Radio means more Miami sports content. You are welcome, America. That's next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. 
better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Couldn't sound more like an NFL coach at this point in his career. It's the biggest one because it's the next one on our schedule. That's right. <laughs> that is straight out of the book of cliches. It's so NFL bad. Cliches. Nobody really believes is, right? that. Nobody believes that, Josh Allen. This is the biggest this one. Is the, this is the biggest game of, of the season. Four. Week four. And we don't have to come off as biased either because I think you ask anyone what's the biggest game this weekend. The biggest game this weekend is Miami-Buffalo, right? That's true. By far. That's true. But it's it's just, you know, it's just because it's the next game. Nobody believes him. It's because it's a division rival. It's because it's an actual test for you this season if you're the Buffalo Bills. And the team that just hung 70 is coming to town. So this is going to be an interesting one. That's the voice of John. Well, that was the voice of James Steele, but also the voice of Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons tonight. You can check him out on the Zaslow Show 2.0, available wherever podcasts are available. You know, I'm always repping your pod, Zaz, uh, because you gave me a nice shout-out yesterday on your podcast. I appreciated Did I? That, you let, that you let America know that I do not have an OnlyFans. And I felt like, you know, that, that needed to be clarified. So, <laughs> so thank you for that. If you want more of that content, again, Zaslow Show 2.0. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Don't forget to hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Triple eight, say ESPN. So let's talk about this matchup this weekend. Because the Miami Dolphins are coming off of a super high. You and I are both Miami Dolphins fans, and yet I'm I'm terrified. I'm terrified. No, I'm, I'm not terrified. terrified. No, but here's the thing. I, it, like, I it's not because it's. I mean, the Bills are obviously a scary team, and it's a division rival. But it's like I think I'd be terrified this week if it was the Commanders or the Texans or anybody, frankly. Well, you think they they didn't save any of their offensive output for the next week? It was a lot of good, Zaz. It was a lot of good. It was so much good. I've quite literally never seen that much good in my entire lifetime. It was like 10 seasons of good if you're a Miami Dolphins fan in a game. And so I'm I'm scared that they broke themselves. Yeah, I'm not terrified at all. And it doesn't matter who they would be playing this weekend. I was not going to be terrified because we're in we're in a like this is not the same old dolphins of the last 15 plus years. We're we're in a place now, Amber, finally if you're a dolphin fan where we don't have to go into any of these games terrified. That doesn't mean that they're going to win all of these games. I'm not sitting here telling you they're definitely going to win on Sunday, which I, I think they are, but I'm not sitting here and telling you they're definitely going to win on Sunday, and that's why I'm not terrified. I'm not terrified because they're really, really good, and they've shown us now that we're the team that others are terrified of playing. We don't need to be terrified of the other team we're going up against. They are capable of beating anyone any week, so I'm not terrified at all. This is a super exciting opportunity for the Dolphins this weekend. 
They're really, really good. They're like, you know, best team in the NFL kind of good. Yeah. Certainly best offense in the NFL kind of good, which is just a very strange place to be as a Miami Dolphins fan. Mike they have McDaniel. like the best guys at every position. Literally everywhere. It's crazy. It's crazy, Zaslow. We can't have nice things. That's not how this works as Dolphins agree. fans. We've had a really good, now, we haven't been able to actually close the deal, but all of our teams down here in South Florida have been amazing over the last year. So we, we've got some good things right now but it'd be nice if one of them were able to close the deal right yeah marlins marlins need to make the postseason right the panthers are just starting off but you saw them obviously not able to close it but they were there they were there in the stanley cup finals in the nba finals yeah hurricanes lady lady canes as well making the elite eight mike mcdaniel dolphins head by the way how annoying is this show james for everybody else outside of miami Right now, across America, like this is already. I can become... tell you, I'm super annoyed. <laughs> this is a great show. This show could not be more Miami right now. Mike McDaniel, he's also Miami because he is the Dolphins' head coach. He was asked about this matchup versus the Buffalo Bills. If you need to be motivated for a game like this, check your pulse, or maybe consider uh, a career adjustment. It is quite literally one of my favorite types of football games because with that offense they have and how good they are and the defense and how good they are, you can't overcome that teamwork that they have with individuals. So it'll be it'll be fun to two teams that really want to have no business leaving that stadium with a loss. Kind of sounds a little bit like a crazy person, right? But all these NFL coaches are where he's like, just so like, this is what you live for. But it is what guys like him live for. And being able to do it against that defense. Because, yeah, we saw what it looked like last week. But also we saw what it looked like against a bad Denver Broncos team. Josh Boyer was ruled out today. That's a big deal. That's That's a big big deal. deal. Being able to do it, though, still against the Bills in Buffalo, that would go a long way for for this coach that everybody already believes in. It's Look, I I strongly... I'm I'm very strongly against the whole idea of this being like a prove it game for the Dolphins. Dolphins need to win this game against a really good team, AFC East favorite, Super Bowl contender going into the season to prove to everybody they're for real. I think if you need the Dolphins to prove that they're for real, you're not paying attention. They're clearly anytime you beat another team by fifty, I would say you're pretty for real. All right. This Dolphin team is absolutely for real. But Amber, you look in the standings, Buffalo loses this game. Not only is that a second loss in the AFC East for Buffalo, it would be 2-0 in the AFC East for Miami. The Dolphins will have the tiebreak from a win in Buffalo. They would fall two games back of the division leader Miami. And with that offense that the Dolphins have, and the final game of the season hosting Buffalo in their back pocket, a two-game lead for Miami, even at this early point in the season, it's a steep hill to climb for Buffalo. This game's a monster. This game's a monster. I mean, they're aware of that. They know what the Dolphins did last week. And it wasn't just the 70 points, because obviously that's outrageous and hadn't been done since 1966. So many of us had never seen it done in their entire in our entire lifetimes. But it was also way, the way that they did it, because it was so incredibly balanced, where you get over 300 yards rushing and over 300 yards passing. Like, everything that the Dolphins did was so incredibly balanced. And you can't defend that. And that has got to be terrifying right now if you're the Buffalo Bills. But you're terrified yourself. Well, I'm just, I got, I just have PTSD as a Dolphins fan, right? I mean, that's what it is. It's like, yeah, I witnessed it. I saw every single snap of that game. And I still walked away from that game like, man, like, is this real life? 
Is this actually happening? I tweeted out, guys, I think we might be good. You know? Uh, they're like, they're mean, better I than think I, I think great. they might be good. And they get Jalen Waddle back this weekend, all right? So the Bills are minus one of their big-time DBs. The Dolphins get back one of their big-time wide receivers as if they need any help on that side of the football. This I'm, I'm super excited, like not terrified at all. It's a major opportunity for, for, for our favorite football team. If they lose the game, losing at Buffalo is no shame. It's no embarrassment. It's a major opportunity for, for, for our team this week. I'm very excited. Not terrified. Not terrified. Typically, losing at Buffalo would be zero shame. I yeah. just think it'll, it'll be a little bit like people. I wonder if people are going to overreact because well, of yeah, the 70. That's what we do. That they hung last week. week. Like, that, like them being so good last week actually maybe harms the narrative this week. Even though, frankly, it, it shouldn't have anything to do. It, one doesn't have anything to do with the other. Coming up next, guess what? More on the Dolphins and Bills. Miami's taking over right now, ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. In-division rivalry, you always want to win your in-division games. Team that we play twice a year. At the end of the day, it's week four. Um, they all mean the same for us. You know, it's the biggest one that we have in our schedule because it's the next one. And, you know, it's a team that's playing extremely well. With that offense they have and how good they are and the defense and how good they are, you can't overcome that teamwork that they have with individuals. So it'll be, it'll be fun to two teams that really want to have no business leaving that stadium with a loss. Amber and Ian is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons tonight. It is a South Florida-style show, so let's yes. make it even more South Florida. Let's bring in our friend Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter. Jeff, thanks so much for your time as always. I saw your Sports Center piece on the Miami Dolphins today, and let me tell you, it's like the most beautiful thing so I've good. ever seen so on Sports Center. <laughs> uh, it brought a tear to my eye. However... It's a lot of good, Jeff. Like not like the seventy, yeah. the sports, like the speed, the coaching. It's so much good. I'm very, very, very nervous. I know you speak for the South Florida community, which you know uh, both of us know very well. Uh, you know, and I know we can't just just stay in South Florida, but yes, I think the way the analogy we could make here is if you are any fan base that has been deprived of success, whether you're the Browns or whether you're the I, I, I could just, you know, name a bunch of the teams that have struggled, the Chargers, and all of a sudden, your team looks for real. Uh, it is a scary, scary thing for a fan base. Uh, it, is, it is real. It is spectacular. But it is definitely one of those things where I understand why every fan in South Florida is wondering, when, when does the dream end? Excellent Seinfeld reference, Jeff. Uh, so let's <laughs> let, let let me now ask you: Do the Dolphins have to win this game this weekend for no. people to say this is not the same old Dolphins? It doesn't matter. I don't think it matters what what people say now about them. Um, honestly, they're picking up where they left off before Tua's injury last year. To me, the only reasonable 
question about whether this team is for real uh, is, is whether they can stay healthy. And that probably is the, the one area where anybody who brings that up, yeah, it's probably justified. Um, Tua is doing literally, I don't know if you've seen those stats, but the exact same thing he did through four games last year. Or three games, I'm sorry. Three or four? Three, right? Three. Yeah. What am I doing? I'm already in a blur. Uh, through three games, exact same numbers. So it's not like he hasn't done this before. The question, of course, is can he do it for an entire season? Uh, I, I don't think that this is any kind of must-win, but the hype train certainly will, uh, will roll a little bit faster if they do get this win in Buffalo. Uh, you already have us uh, rolling into week five. It's been a long season for you already, Jeff. So <laughs> buckle up here. ESPN NFL reporter Jeff Darlington. We are, in fact, rolling into week four, of course, where the Dolphins will face the Buffalo Bills. The Bills last week beat the Commanders 37-3. to What do you make of the state of Buffalo right now? I mean, I was at that game, the, the Bills-Commanders game, and going into it, all I talked about was the Commanders' defensive front and how – uh, would the Bills be able to kind of like keep that pressure off of them? Um, going into that game, they were tied in the NFL with the Cowboys with 10 sacks. And ultimately, it was the Bills defense that was more formidable, that had nine sacks in that very game and three turnovers. So I, I think that the Bills team, this Bills team is now what we expected it to be coming into this season. Uh, another key component, uh, Josh Allen rushed three times in that game, just three. Uh, he stayed in the pocket. He stayed patient. I talked to him after the game, and we talked about how that's, that's what Josh envisions himself being this season, uh, not throwing himself into harm's way as much. So I do think that that's what makes this clash so enormous and really p- potentially uh, foreshadowing of the future is, is two teams that really deserve to be playing each other. And I think Mike McDaniel said it best, neither team uh, really deserves to lose this game. Jeff, what was going through your mind last week as, uh, you know, you, you see the score continues to go up and up and up and the Dolphins, they get past 40 and they get past 50 and 60 and they get yeah. to 70. Like, what's going through your mind as, as you keep seeing them score touchdown after touchdown? Well, I mean, I, you know, the first two drives, I literally sent something to Stats and Research, uh, you know, our ESPN group, because there were two tu- – this, this goes to show you the state of where I expect the Dolphins to be. They opened the game with two touchdown drives in the first two drives. I sent a note to Stats and Info like, hey, when's the last time the Dolphins did that? <laughs> and they were like, well, it's actually not that crazy. But that tells you, like, we're not used to in South Florida seeing the Dolphins score on, opening, on two consecutive opening drives. And then they just start racking them up. Um, it, never, it just never felt fake. It felt like a real true offense, uh, one that was electric and fun. And um, honestly, I don't think there was another offense in the league that looked nearly as enjoyable to watch. Jeff Darlington joining us here on Amber and Ian. Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian tonight. The Lions took care of business against the Packers 34-20. to Let's start with the Lions side of this conversation. They're sitting atop the NFC North, sitting at 3-1 and now on the season. What do you make of the Detroit Lions? I mean, I think they're real. Um, it's a kind of a similar con- – that, you know, I brought up t- uh, fan bases that are always nervous about whether it's real. The Lions are probably feeling the same thing. Um, but they, they have a, a foundation in place. I think Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator there, is doing an awesome job. Jared Goff is doing tremendous. Um, they've done really well in their drafts. And now, by the way, they're getting Jameson Williams back. Um, First-round pick in 2022 – 
suspended six games for gambling, but that has now been reduced to four. So he's back. Uh, I, I think that, that I, this, this team just has the makeup of a true playoff contender. And I know it's hard for us to, to fathom this. Uh, we're talking about these teams. They've got to do it in the postseason for it to really matter. But it's what they've done in the first quarter of the season is, is all they can really ask for. So, Jeff, the NFL came out today, and they, they have toughened their punishment for players betting on their own team. Can, yeah. you, can you give us some of the changes to this policy that have been enacted? I thought that they actually – I mean, yes, they, they – I, I thought it – it looks a, a little bit more rational – to me, um, I don't have the list in front of me of all the things that they did, but Jameis Williams—that's a perfect one. Uh, Jameson Williams, uh, Lions wide receiver, was suspended for six games for betting while he was at his team's facility, not even on the NFL, just because he placed a bet while he was inside the team's facility, and, and he lost six games, six paychecks for that. Uh, that for a, for a league that is embracing gambling feels very harsh. Uh, it, that has nothing to do to, with, for my, in my opinion, to do with the integrity of the game. Now, if you bet on your team, you get a two-year suspension. That is clear and obvious. If you can't just pass the IQ test of I should not bet on my own team, you deserve a two-year suspension. <laughs> if you bet on another, what is it? If you bet not on your game, you get a one-year suspension. Also, very reasonable. Like I think that those those principles. If you can't keep from betting on NFL games as an NFL player, then you deserve the suspension. Otherwise, I think it should be much more much uh, more lenient. And Jeff, so you're still not allowed to bet on another sport, but only when you're in your team's facility. So if I, if I understand yeah, it correctly, if you're at home, you, if, if you're at home doing whatever you want, you're sitting by the pool, you want to place a bet on a baseball game and you're an NFL player, you're able to do that. I, I, don't, I, I don't get that. I should honestly have a – I should be coming from a better place of expertise because I just look at it and I'm like, you could literally walk across the street from your facility, yeah. do the exact same thing, and not get suspended for two games. stand out on the grass while doing it, yeah. Yeah, it, it was – but the crazy thing is it was six games. So that's where I think the NFL and the NFLPA came together, and they did fix that a little bit. Like, I get it. They're getting comfortable with the idea of gambling and sports betting, but the idea of – while they're getting comfortable punishing the players themselves for what is seemingly reasonable behavior, uh, that's where I think that they've got to make amends. And this today was a step toward that. I guess I'm, I, maybe I'm not with the times. I don't feel like it'd be like that crazy if ESPN was like, you can't bet while you're employed here, you know, like anything, but I realized that that would not be the the building. I used to work at NFL network and like, we weren't even allowed to enter into a casino. Like, as, a, oh, as an NFL Network employee, I was not allowed to enter a casino. What about, One like, fantasy TV... football? Were That's what, hold on. That, I, think we, I think we just found out why Jeff Darlington left NFL Network for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't even, I don't even want to play blackjack. I just like the vibe, you know? <laughs> uh, but but I, I, I one time tweeted about the over-under of the national anthem Uh-oh. at the Super Bowl, and I got, like, reprimanded by my boss. And, wow, <laughs> and then, like, five, and, like, six years later, we're, like, there's, you know, Partners. that MGM everywhere in every stadium. <laughs> <Yeah>. Goodness. <laughs> ESPN NFL reporter Jeff Tarlington. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, guys.
Tune in for college football action tomorrow as Texas A&M battles Arkansas presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins at 1130 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Zaslow, Jonathan Zaslow, I can talk, I promise. Jonathan Zaslow, I mean, I can hardly talk. Again, if you missed the top of the show, Joe, Joe Cronin, see? See, I can't even say Joe. Joe Cronin, that scoundrel. He tried to take my voice. He has tried to silence me for days so that I couldn't talk about Damian no, You Lillard. hammered him at the top of the hour. You Not, gave it to him. I gave it to him. I gave it to him. You're I a clear winner in this, this situation. This lack of voice that I have. <laughs> I'm the clear winner. Yeah. Even though my Miami Heat did not end up with Damian Lillard, I I won because I you ended up doing him. the show tonight. I showed him, even though he tried to dame, he tried to trade Damian Lillard. <laughs> James, stop giving me that look. It is a rough moment for me right now. Yeah. I am I am not. Uh, can hardly speak. No, I can hard, I can literally hardly speak. Coming up next, I'm going to try to speak because we're going to preview Week Four in the NFL. And if I can't, Jonathan Zaslow will. That's next. ESPN Radio is on the ESPN app. Love is coming around again this weekend because plenty more NFL action is coming our way. And we are going to tell you who we think will be the winners and the losers on the NFL slate. I'm good at this segment. I'm good at this. Yeah. Well, we're going to get to it in one second. First, tune in to playoff chase baseball action tonight as the D-backs host the Astros. Coverage begins at 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons tonight. Got one. That's the segment. Let's do it. James Steele. I Thank like you. I like how you're like you're waiting for yeah. me to bring you in, but I you've been in. Yeah, but you've you spoken on the show me. at this point like three hundred times. You gotta introduce me. All right. Once an intro. Yeah. Come on. Go ahead. I'm waiting. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, producer extraordinaire, That's James Steele. That's what I'm looking for. Okay. So we'll start with uh where we start uh this weekend, anyway, on Sunday. The Jaguars. And Falcons, Jacksonville is a three-point favorite in uh, an international series game, which will also be a Toy Story game on ESPN Plus this weekend. Uh, Zaz, who you got? Well, first of all, I like that we found something out about you there, James Steele. You're you're a Jaguars guy. Did you know that, Amber? Yeah, I knew that. You're a Jaguars guy. Okay, that's all right. Wait, what, what did I do? You go Jaguars. Every time you say their name. Oh, yeah, Jaguars. Instead of Jaguars, you go Jaguars. It's okay. You know, just, you, you, you find something out about somebody. Jaguars. That's just pointed out. That's all. How, um, how else am I supposed? Wait, hold on. How else am I supposed to say it? The right way. Yeah, right. Jaguars. No, Jaguars. 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 No, Jaguars. <laughs> it's not a Jaguar. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Jaguars. <laughs> I like the Jaguars in this game, but I expect. Look, London's their second home. The Falcons coming off of. A, I mean, they couldn't move the ball at all last week. I feel like we're on the verge of getting that big Trevor Lawrence game. It's been a disappointing start to the season for him, for the Jaguars, I'd say. And I, I am 1,000% waking up 9.30 in the morning. I am watching Disney Plus Toy Story game. I'm definitely watching it. I am, I am interested in this game. I'm going with Jaguars. I'm really excited to see how my son's going to react to yes. the Toy Story game. I really am. Like, I think what they're doing is super dope. Yep. I think it makes a lot of sense for the NFL. The NFL is king. They're a monster in this country. But they also recognize that that can change. We saw it change with baseball over the years, right? And the NFL is being very smart here, trying to hook people very, very young. And this is a way to do it. And I'm really, really excited to see if it works. I mean, my son's four years old. Is this going to interest him? Because he sees mommy and daddy watching football all the 
time and it hardly keeps his attention. But I'm guessing that this thing is going to matter. And of course, our friend Drew Carter there is going to be on that game cast. That's going to be all animated, which is really, really cool. cool. So cool. All right. Let's talk about this game, though. The Falcons last week, I, I expected more from them, although maybe we're finding out the Lions are very for real. However, Atlanta coming off of that loss, looking like there are cracks there in the foundation. We didn't expect any front thing from them entering the season, but then I feel like there was some optimism around Atlanta in between. That same optimism, though, should be there for Jacksonville. However, like you said, frankly, they've been underperforming so far this season. They're at home in London, and because of that, I'm giving the nod to them. I'm like you. I'm still expecting that breakout game from Trevor Lawrence, from that Peterson offense. I feel like maybe we're going to finally get it here. All right. Jaguars. Oh, Lord. Jaguars? No. No? Practice, Jaguars. Practice after the show. Wires. Jaguars. No, wars. Wars. Wires. Wars. All right. Uh, so in one of the uh, best matchups of this weekend, the Broncos and the Bears. Oh. <laughs> Denver Can't is a wait. three and a half point favorite. Been waiting all season uh, for this. Sell the game, James. The Sell Bears. it. Uh, Amber, who you got? I mean, I love this. Uh, This is, you know, only one can walk out of this game still winless, right? Only one can still be perfect on the wrong side. Wrong side. Well, that's true. It could be a tie, and then then I don't know what. Then that we're getting crazy. It's not. This game is a tie. There's not a single person in America that's still going to be watching this game. Nevertheless, at this game, right? Like everybody in Chicago will have left this game if this thing is going towards a tie, Uh, because it's just. I mean, who's sitting there for all of that? I'm, oh God, this is, I mean, this is just it's a brutal game. I mean, it couldn't be worse. I, I guess I'll, I don't, I don't know. The, the, the Broncos are going to write the ship after getting blown out by 50. There you go. Yeah. The, the bears just seem like such a hot mess. Look, both teams are obviously hot mess, but at least with the Broncos, maybe you feel like, wow, we got embarrassed so bad last week. Can we at least put forth a little bit of a better effort? against another team that's 0-3. Russell Wilson has not been terrible. Justin Fields kind of has. I got the Broncos. Thank you for saying that about Russell Wilson. Because it, it, and actually, like, watching Russell Wilson last week, I was like, Liz, I mean, like, he's not Russell Wilson, yeah, you know, 2018 Seahawks Russell Wilson. But, yeah, he's not that bad. He's been fine. A- everyone's acting like he's the worst quarterback in the league still. And I'm like, nah. no. Like, he's... No. He was terrible last year. He's been fine. There's problems all around that team beyond Russell Wilson. All right, another great matchup here between uh, and three teams. The Vikings and the Panthers. Minnesota is a four-and-a-half-point favorite on the road uh, against Carolina. Zaz, who you got? I got the Vikings. They got to beat somebody, right? They're going to go 0-17? I mean, they're playing the Panthers. That team's terrible, all right? Again, winless, you know? I. And you got all the trade rumors that are going on out there. Justin Jefferson spoke out. He's angry hearing about that kind of stuff. I, the Vikings, they got to pick up a win against somebody. It, it, Kirk Cousins a professional quarterback. He's not bad, all right? I got I got to go Vikings here. I got the Vikings. Not bad. Not he's bad. been great. He's been great this season, Kirk Cousins. I, I mean, he's he's got over 1,000 yards already, nine touchdowns on the season, just two interceptions. Kirk Cousins has been great, and the Vikings are winless. It is, it is, yeah. It's mind-boggling because you just don't normally see excellent quarterback play, which right. is what Cousins has been giving you, and also 
a total, I mean, not just a losing record, but an over win. In, that, in that column. So they're going to get it here. This is going to be the time. All right, here's an actual pretty good matchup this week. The Come Eagles on. and Commanders. Uh, Philadelphia is a nine-point favorite at home. Uh, a nine-point favorite, and that's what you're going we're, with we're good matchups. That's his opinion. They're 3-0 oh, and 2-1. Oh, and no, and At least they, these teams have won. It's not James's fault. It's this week's fault All in right. the NFL. Like, it's rough slate. Eagles, Commanders. Amber, who you got? Um, I, Eagles. That's I, simple. I don't think the Eagles, here's the right. thing. I don't think the Eagles, I don't think the Eagles, well, we're also, well, I was trying to leave you a little room here. I know we're up against it. We're trying to get a lot in. The I'll Eagles have been, I don't think, looking all that excellent, frankly. And I, I, I get it. They're winning, right? And they're finding ways to win. But Jalen Hurts that. came out, said, isn't winning the main thing. Okay, fine, Jalen. It's the main thing. It's, we're, we're a few weeks into the season, and yes, it ain't the postseason yet. But at some point, you're going to have to look a little bit better. And that offense is going to have to look a little bit better. You all know how critical I've been of the Eagles going into the season. And by critical, I mean I said they were going to take a tiny step back and the entire world lit on fire, and I've been banned from the city of Philadelphia. (laughs) They have, in fact, taken that tiny step back. However, I still think they end up beating this commander's team this week. Yeah, Eagles, really good all-around team. I'm not breaking any news there. I think the commanders, though, I think they're turned into a pumpkin. All right, they started 2-0. and You look at those wins, Cardinals, Broncos, and then they got beat down by Buffalo. I think they turn into a pumpkin this weekend, and all the, the good times being had by the Commanders fans the first couple weeks, I think that's done with. I got the Eagles. There so, are better matchups. Oh, sorry, James. No, no, no. So Sam Howell, uh, not good? Is that what you're saying? I, I'm saying he's turned into a pumpkin this weekend. Not good. All right. I don't. There's a little bit of a difference there, but maybe coming back down to earth. We will get to the better matchups a little bit later in the show. Plus, coming up next, would you rather have Jared Goff or Dak Prescott? Jaguars. 